0: Okay, so we'll continue a little discussing the Megillah Another week of preparation for our Purim Like we mentioned last week, uh, you know, the Purim really revolves the centers around the Megillah That's the story, that's what the Yomtev is about So it's important to have a, a deeper understanding of what, uh, what happened And what, uh, how the events unfolded so the beginning of the Megillah, first, first two parakim, speak about how Achshveres made this party and he got, uh, got drunk, and to the extent that on the seventh day of the party he called for for his queen Bashti to come to come down and show herself off in a humiliating way, and she.
1: She refused, and in his fury, in his fume, and his
0: fuming, Akshariv's fuming, and he he called his advisors, Wanted to know, and he was drunk, and he was drunk, yes, and he wanted to know what to do. So the pasuk says, um, Parak Aleph pasuk Yud Gimel says, you want to open it up? It says over here, by <laughs> So, the Melech spoke to the Chachamim, the 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 wise people, the ones who knew the times. Okay. And then it's and the why the, the the pasuk explains why he speak to them. called the that this was the uh, procedure of the king, that he used to turn to the people that knew the laws. Whenever the king would have a question, he would turn to the people who knew the Dasvidin, the laws of his country. If he had a question how to deal with something, he would turn to the, the Yidea Dasvidin. The question is that the passage begins that he turned to the Yidea Itin, the people who were familiar with the times. Now, first of all, what does, who are those people? What does this mean? They were familiar with the times. That's the first question. The second question is, it says that he he turned he turned to the people who were Yedea Eatim because the and then it, it gives the reason for that is because the, the the king used to speak to the people that knew the Dasvedin. So who did he turn to? The Yed the yodea eat him Itim. Or the Yidea Daswadin. It seems like we have two groups of people. We have the people that know, are familiar with the times, and then we have the people that know the law. So who did he turn to? Did he right? Did he turn to the people that were familiar with the times or the people that knew the law? Strange. Oh. So who are these these Yidea So the Yidea Daswaddin we know these are people that you know the judges, maybe he has some lawyers. But the Idea I think, were a group of people that were very in touch with the world around them, the the, the country, what's going on. Sometimes, you know you have a, 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 a law but because of you know certain the certain uh, circumstantial things that are going on, you're you're gonna bend the law. You're gonna change the law accordingly. Not always, there's the letter of the law, and sometimes you have to, you can't always go with the letter of the law. Sometimes you have to adjust accordingly to what's going on. So the idea, we're familiar with, you know, at this point, you know, this is what this situation calls for. Not necessarily coming from the actual law, rather coming from, uh, you know, they, they, they evaluated every situation differently. These were the Yadya. They were familiar with the times. They knew what was going on. They weren't just so the strict letter of the law. They were sure they were, they were Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So this was Akashverish and Akashvarish's kingdom. He had those the people that were very familiar, they were very clear in what the law was. And then you had people that were familiar, knew how to make judgment calls depending on every situation every situation differently. So here it says like this. So there's two ways we could read this passage now with this introduction, there's two ways we could read the passage. either. It says like this that this, this whole story of Ashley was a very, uh, something that never happened before. Because there, was no, there, was no, uh, there was no written Re- law about precedent. Yeah, that, that, to know. So, and in such situations, and the whole way how she disrespected Ahasuerus in front of so many people, it was... Ahasuerus, the only people that Ahasuerus was able to turn to was the Idea Eton The people that would be able to evaluate this situation. I mean, was it? I mean, I don't want to defend her, but right. wasn't she had this uh, rash or this? Uh, she, she she was she was very beautiful. Right. She didn't want to walk out. She had a tail also. She right. Yes, here. Said, oh, okay. right. So I mean, it was a situation where it was, it was it no a win sense. situation for her. Right. Maybe yeah. she could have had a nice conversation with him. Right. Sorry, right. I sent oh, not message everything. Yeah, 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 whatever the story. But I mean, you know, it was. I mean. You could see logically where I mean she was defying I mean, The kingdom never likes to be uh, secondhand, second hand, second guess. But at this point, she didn't have much of a choice because no, the courtiers were bringing this way. But true. True. Wanted to get yeah, that's right. that's right, 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 right. no, This is a good point. So I, there's two. Really, there, there's two answers to that. Either. Um, I saw someone that said that she, she she was the only one that saw that rash and whatever she broke out with yeah. she saw that no one else saw that so therefore therefore for everyone else like she was just refusing to come and the other the other answer would be is that like you like you mentioned yourself the way she answered Akash Israel was, was tremendous disrespect you know and uh, she made fun of the fact that he was drunk etc that he couldn't hold his alcohol and that really got him upset so. Even if Akhshveresh knew about the tale, etc., it could be the way she, like you like mentioned yourself, the way she answered him and dealt with the situation was what caused for his uh, wrath. Whatever the case may be, is that's what the Pasuk is saying here: that Akhshveresh turned to the because this was a very uh, a very exclusive, special situation that he needed to turn to the And that's why the Pasuk ends up: he came to the is that even the people who knew the law would agree that in such a situation the person should t- well, the people that Achishveri should turn to is not the Yedaya normally if you have a question of the law you turn to the Yedaya because they know the law yeah. but there are certain times like the Dvar mela when you're talking about someone disrespecting the king a very special case that doesn't come up, come up, happen or have never happened and it was a very specific question that's why you turned to the idea item the people that were familiar with the times not the idea that's I will
1: get on the way no 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 it's
0: okay, okay. So, there's another another understanding. It's like this. To under to just before we go into this, other will well just as an introduction. So Haman, we know it says the pasuk says that Achshverish turned to the Chachamim, right? And he asked them what he should do. So Haman spoke up. In pasuk Tazayin, Haman spoke up and said that. This is what Vashti did it was terrible. Um, wasn't just terrible for the king. It's gonna set a precedent for all the women. And he tells Achashverosh that he should kill her. But then he says like this. It says, "Nemukin mm-hmm. is uh, is uh, humming, no? Yeah. My in, yeah. In my so in has, it says like he says like this. If, it, if the king agrees, if he's if he's agrees and he feels this is a good idea, Yetsedvare fun of. The devar should go out from in front of him. And it should be written in the laws of Parasumadai. That it should be written in the laws of Parasumadai that Vashti didn't come to the king and her her the fact that her the, the kingdom should be given over so he basically told Akashverish should kill Vashti and you should write in the Dase in the laws of Parasumadai. this that Vashti didn't come to the king now the question is like this this that Vashti didn't come is not a law it's a story right? The stories were written in the Divra Yaman, in the Chronicles. They weren't written in the law books. In law books, you don't have stories. So why does it say that you should write it in the dosive, in the laws of Parasumadai, that Vashti didn't come? Okay. So, the Yosef Lakach explains that Haman had a plan over here basically how it used to be is that the, it was the whenever Akeem a king wanted to you know do something he had to speak to his advisors he wasn't he couldn't make a judgment on his own he couldn't just decide something on his own he would have to speak to his advisors they would have to go through the case etc and decide should and so be killed or not now Haman had a told Akhashrej like this Akhashrej was caught in this situation with Vashti. And uh, he wanted to kill Vashni. He was upset And he wanted to get rid of her Now, if this would have gone through With the regular system Possibly they would have realized That she shouldn't be killed You know, Akhshar, was drunk Etc. But now in his drunk state And we'll see, later he'll regret it But now he wanted to kill her So Haman used this as a plan He realized, was a smart man He told Akhshar, you know what, Akhshar, you have a problem now the reason why you can't kill her is because you have to, you know, talk to your You have to talk to the chachamim. You have to talk to your advisors, You have to talk to the judges. You gotta get lawyers. You can't just kill her. Let's pass a new law. And from now on, if the king wants to do something, he has a reason. He 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 feels that a certain situation calls that he should a certain law. should Pass a law, etc. He has the right to do it that's that's written here in the uh, oh so i'll show you where it's written. okay, okay. okay. So what, before, was before the was was a to, democracy like it says yeah that's what it says yeah. the malef always had to speak yeah, to the leader he couldn't like more democracy he wasn't a lot of they need make that right how much said right. said this is not working for you right now so you're stuck you want to kill a vashti you can't so let's pass a new law Let's pass a new law that that if you wanna do something you could do it. And then once you pass that law you could go kill Vashti. Okay? Now Haman did this because Haman had had his plans going on in his mind that once he does that Haman, will see, could be promoted because now Akhtaraj doesn't have to speak to anyone. If he wants to promote Haman, yeah, he can do it without time. asking anyone. So this isn't going on in Haman's mind. But he doesn't tell that to Akhtaraj, obviously. Now, let's look at this Pasuk. Haman back at Pasuk uh, Yutas. Um, Pasuk Yutas Oh, yeah, yeah. The Yevaras The maljos should go Milfana from in front of Akadish, in front of Akash, in front of the Akashverish. He tells them that from now on the Dvar should go from from front in front of you. In other words, you shouldn't have to ask anyone else. When you want to do something the Dvar should go right out from in front of you. you shouldn't have to ask your advisors. Who's, who's saying this now? When I'm, who's saying the truth? Haman is telling Achashverosh. Oh. If you think this is a good idea, for now on, the Dvaramalchus should go more fun of, From in front of you. Uh-huh. This should be written in the law books of Parasumadai that for now on, the Dvaramalchus should go more fun of. And that was what, what Haman's idea was to Achashverosh. That in this way, he could go and kill Esther with uh, kill Vashti. I'm sorry, without having to ask advice of the idea Itim. Uh-huh. So, so it was it was Haman's idea, yeah. but he tore off the spheres And the accepted it. Accepted at, least right. at that point, he was pretty angry. Yes, so. yes, so ex- okay. yes. That's uh, that's that's what ended up happening. Yeah. So that being said, now we're going back to the original pasuk. So originally, it's the pasuk said. Originally, me'al asked the ye'ideh ha'itim Originally, Achishveresh asked le'chachamim de'yodeh ha'itim ki'kein d'var al This is what... Before Hama came along, Achishveresh had to ask the advisors what to do. However, Hama popped up in the middle. He interrupted and said, No, 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 Achishveresh, I have an idea for you. Don't speak to your advisors. Pass a law that you could make laws on your own. You don't have to speak to your advisors. And then he went, and he killed Vashti. How long it take to, to kill Vashti? How long? In the, in the same thing? It, does, it doesn't... Yeah. It, it had to be immediately, you know? Because he was drowned. Yeah, it was, if it was, he lost the... the Right, because it the, says the effect of the wine. Right, is no, no going to that's kill what it says. So what, well. what? A man put this law in, in pretty fast. It was pretty fast. Yeah, it just seems like it says. You agreed? He liked the idea. So he put it right. right. out. Okay. Mm-hmm. How long is, does it take time to change the law? I don't know. Doesn't seem like it. You can't change the life overnight. Seems like he did it pretty fast. Yeah. You know, tell us right here. Okay, so now with this, if we skip the Paragimel, it says, <laughs> After the beginning of Paragimel, it's on page 1254, at the bottom, it says, after these things happen, Gidel Hamelchach Ashveresh as Haman ben Amdasal. Ashveresh promoted Haman ben So it says after these things happen, he promoted Haman. Now, obviously there's a connection to something that just happened. Now we're saying sounds like because of what just happened, he promoted Haman. What just happened? This is the first time Haman is mentioned, by the way. Haman is not mentioned earlier in the Megillah. We know, Chazal tell us, that Memuchan, who gave this idea, is Haman. Haman. How did Chazal know that? Because otherwise, why does it say, Achshverosh promoted Haman. Yeah. Who's Haman? He has nothing to do with the story. And so Chazal understood obviously Haman was a a character that surfaced earlier, and because of something he did, he's being promoted. So that's why he's promoted. So but I don't understand. Achshverosh was not happy at the end that he killed Vashti. Yes. So how he promotes Haman? Okay. So because it's we didn't a- mention if in between is where he gets uh, Esther. So after he killed Vashti, yes. he ended up with Esther. Okay, so then he promoted. At, after, he, after, after he killed Vashti, he, he was, was upset that he killed Vashti. Yes. Right? And then he didn't know what to do, so, regret, so then he, he was told by the Naria ah, Mela, so now we got a new queen. Okay. And that's when he got Esther Amalka. Okay, now he's and happy now he's with happy. Esther and now, now he's happy and then promotes So the, now he's uh, happy with Esther he's, Now he's happy, now he promotes Ham. Ah, okay, it's not before Yeah ah, Okay. But the thing is, so It says after these things happen But the question is There's one other story that happens in, That also ha- happened at the end of Paraphase, Which was the story of Bixam Big Bixam Asarash were two Two uh, Two servants of Ahasuerus were upset they wanted to kill Akashverish. they tried creating a plot to kill Ahasuerus they were speaking in their in their language Mordechai was sitting right next to them, overheard, their, overheard he knew, them. Who knew every language, right? Yes, yeah, right. He knew. Yes, so he sent the message Sanhedrin. to. He, from Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin, so he knew all the languages. He had so, you know, so he sent the message to Esther, who sent the message to Achashverosh, and then the plot was foiled. Then he was saved. Nice little story. Then it says, <laughs> after these things happened, he promoted Haman. The question is: This story of Bixam what does it do with Haman? His what? This story of yeah. Bixam Vasarish, what does that do with Haman? Right. right. So the Yosef Lakach explained. You know why? Because what happened? Akashveraj heard that Bixam Vasarish were plotting to kill him. Now this is not written in the Megillah, but this is what he says. He says Achshverosh was right away said, "Kill them. Take them out. Kill them." He didn't ask advice of anyone. We don't find in the Megillah telling us that Achshverah spoke to the De'ayitim. He just said he sent he sent them out to be killed. Now, and he was thankful for Haman. You know why Achshverah was able to do that? Because Haman was the one that gave him the advice to pass that new law. Oh. that he could do whatever he wants. Haman gave him that advice, yeah? Haman yeah. was the one that gave him that advice. Mm-hmm. So, after these things happened, Achashverj appreciated all that Haman did for him. They gave him, gave him this power that he, this, almost like a dictatorship that he was able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. Therefore, he promoted Haman. Mm-hmm. So it says that he promoted Haman, and part of that says that the uh, the made passed, so to speak, a law that all the avdei asher Malach all those people have to bow down to Haman. And we know that Mordechai didn't bow down. So the first question is, obviously, why didn't Mordechai bow down? You know allowed to bow down to okay? there's a king, out of respect, you're allowed to bow down. You had to bow down out of respect to the king. There's nothing wrong with that. So, Haman had power. He was promoted. He was, let's say, call him second, to king. Why didn't Mordecai bow down? Well, why didn't? Why not? Wait, wait a minute. So, so, you're saying he could have he done it? Yeah, he wasn't. it wasn't, wasn't Avodah the czar. He was just a... It's not a vote, it's Respectable. respectable. You it's know, not a the it.
1: It's no, not. not right. It's like... It's
0: I don't know respect. I don't know. But he <laughs> had huh? You don't know, have to. The, the king. If the king oh, demands, oh, oh, that's that's, that's what If the king demands, it, that's what I mean, you got to that question. question. There's no nothing There's no There's allowed wrong. to be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. so Chazal say. Yeah, yeah, have a so because yeah. of this question, Chazal say yeah. that he had an avodah Yeah, he did. Yeah. Because prior to that, the was not a problem. So why didn't Mordechai do it? Oh, so Chazal say, you know, I didn't do it. Because he had an avodazar in him. But we're going to offer a different explanation. Not like we. The, the go in, they going to have they go in. Like a uh, tailing, the a cross, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. The, so, I don't know what the... whatever it was. So whatever it was. So, look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Parakimol, Pasikimal. I'm sorry, Pasik Bez. Parakimal Pasik Bez. The Chau Avde Amalek, all the servants of the king, uh, Asher Bishar Hamalek, that were at the gate of the king They would uh, they would bow and prostrate themselves to Haman Why? That was the command of the king HaKashveresh king commanded that everyone has to bow down But look closely who has to bow down The avde HaMelech Bishar Not everyone Specifically The Avdi yeah. The servants of the king That were located At the Shah And these in Mordecai. No one else no. had to bow down Huh? Mordecai was there Oh yeah So Mordecai was there Yeah so we'll get that in a second. What? Yes I know This is shocking yeah. All was the was there. Very good So let's see So that before that Before Mordecai Let's just get this clear The whole country Didn't have to bow down to Haman. It was specifically for the Avadim of the king That were situated at the sh- gate of the king No one else had to bow down Okay That's what it says It says <laughs> This was the command of, of the king Mordechai was one Now of them. now everyone's asking Wasn't Mordechai an Eved? So why didn't Mordechai bow down? You know what the answer is? Because it says by when Khalil Yisrael left Mitzrayim, Hashem said, that Khalil Yisrael are slaves to me, and after we left Mitzrayim, it's never possible again for a Jew to become a slave to someone else. It's it's part of our essence We cannot become slaves Because we're slaves to Hashem And just like someone who has one master He can't become slaves to someone else Unless he's sold It's not part of our DNA Part of who we are We cannot become slaves to other people They may perceive us as slaves However we aren't slaves Because we're slaves to Hashem We're avadim to Hashem so, wait, so so if a person uh, lost all his money, right? Yeah. So he had to he had to work for some he had to become a slave to somebody else, right? So that he could get uh, get you know eventually get some money back so that he could get back back into his situation. So so I mean people did did become slaves. That's that's so that's a, that's a gr- great question. And if you look, you'll see that the Eved Ivry, which was a Jewish slave, who either, because he lost his money or stole yeah. and he had to pay, you see, look at, if you look carefully at the halachas that are demanded of how we treat an Ebed Ivry, yeah. it's shocking. Because you have to treat him like yourself, right? You have one pillow, you give it to him. Now, if he was a slave, I don't think, like a regular slave, like we you know we, we, we read his, in the history books about, that's not how you treat a slave. So even though he sold himself, but he wasn't really a slave. He was a work a hard worker. He's called an Eved. So I'll give that to you, and you're right. But you see how the Torah treats with such sensitivity an Eved. It's because of this reason. It's because we can't really become slaves again. So Mordecai said, the command was, the Avdeh I may be a citizen in Akhishwaresh's country. I might be one part of his kingdom, but I'm not an Ever I'm an Aver Hashem, so I don't have to bow down. So that's why Mordechai didn't bow down. So that being said, so that and that's why if you look, all the other people, it says, mm-hmm. the other Avda Melach that were at the gate of the Melach, okay, because it's only those people that had to bow down. Madua they asked him why are you not bowing down and th- this happened by Hebrew of didn't listen to them right now what happened they told they told to Haman to see if he will uh, actually not he's not going to bow down why Ki you they were told that Mordechai was Yehudi, was a Jew. What does that have to do with anything? Who cares if Mordechai is Jewish or not? Basically, all the other about them saw so this happening. That every day there is this Mordechai fellow that's not bowing down, and it's upsetting them. Why are you not bowing down? Question number one, right? They're like bothered. I'm sorry, it wasn't it? First, they were just bothered. They still, they were nagging him. Why are you bowing down? They see everyone else is bowing down and He's not And then Eventually the says They went and they told Haman There's this guy Every time you walk by There's this guy Mordechai Not bowing down Why did they tell Haman? Because What happened? First of all, they're all, everyone's there, and there's this one Mordecai guy not bound down, okay, they ask him, they're trying to figure out why, it doesn't bother them, they're not upset, they're not telling Haman about it, because they're just curious, you know, they're, it's interesting, this guy just doesn't care, but then they found out that the reason why he's not bound down is key, key, because he's a Yehudi, because he's Jewish. Because he doesn't because he holds that he's not an avid to the Malach, like we just explained. Now they got upset. Till now they thought that he just didn't care. But when they found out that the reason why he wasn't bowing down is because he felt that he's better than everyone else, that he's not an avid, he's above everyone else, because he's an avid to Hashem, he's not an avid to Hashem Now they got upset. And they told Haman, and they told Haman, check out that Jewish guy, he's not bowing down because he thinks he's better than everyone else. Till they found that he was Jewish, they didn't tell Haman. They didn't. They didn't. Up to this point, they did not know that he was Jewish. No, it says that they, they, it, it, it's clear like that. Because first they were just nagging him, why he's bowing down. Yeah. Then the puzzle says, finally, they told Haman on him. You know why? Because they found out that he was Jewish. But till they found that he was Jewish, it didn't bother them. Because everybody had, had, everybody had a beard in that country. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they don't know. They, they don't know. His they all look the same. Everybody yeah, had a beard. But once maybe. they found that he was yeah. Jewish, they realized... A lot, of, a lot of Arabs yeah. have beards. <laughs> Yeah, of course. actually the ramp. Yeah, it. it's a, but still. But that bothered them. That bothered them when they saw that Mordecai held himself to be better, better than everyone else, and that's why he didn't have to bow down. That bothered them, bothered them, and he told Haman. Well, I don't know if he. I, that's kind of, I don't know about that lesson. I mean, Mordecai, I'm sure, was a very humble, and he wasn't. He would. He didn't feel it was better than everybody else, right? I mean, he was. But in this regard, he felt he wasn't a slave to Hashverosh. you know? In this regard, he definitely held himself to be a, a you know, we, we, all, we hold ourselves to be slaves to HaKashverosh Baruch I mean, I would think we have the up where definitely, uh, that gives us a little, uh, you know, being a slave to Hashem is better than being a slave to Hashverosh. Right. This is Haman, Haman. Haman, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so, why it says here, well, I want to know why he didn't bow down to, to him, right? Okay, no, because I, I understood that you said um, he, he uh, somebody had been down my own composition before him. Okay. <laughs> They told they to see whether whether his or He told him that Haman wanted to know why he did down, so he asked the other... But basically what happened was, it was, it was, this was the next point, it's very interesting. If you look, if you look at the plus Sukkim, it seems like that Haman never realized that Mordecai wasn't bowing exactly. down. To him. Exactly, exactly. they told Haman, until they told Haman that Mordecai wasn't bowing down, he didn't realize. Which is in itself a question. How do you not realize? Imagine he's walking down every day, and in the pictures, you know, that's in the kids' picture they have that. That everyone's bowing down, and Mordecai's standing there. So, how do I not realize that? Right? So, that's it. We'll get, we'll get that. We can, we can explain that now. If you look, it says like this. Bayar Haman, he ain Mordechai Karea um Haman saw that Mordechai wasn't bowing down to him, but Haman and Haman was filled with rage. Because he saw. So one one way of understanding is that they explain is that Haman was so haughty, such as gaiva, that he he was he didn't even realize that, that that Mordechai wasn't bowing down to him. It wouldn't have dawned on him. You know, some people are, are in such a, such a cloud that they don't even realize that people are disrespecting them. <laughs> and then they told him, Look, Mordecai's not bowing down to you. And then he got upset because they brought it to his realization. But I saw an, a different shot that I think this might be a nicer shot. And this would answer what was Mordecai doing? Like, also, Mordecai put himself in danger by not bowing down, right? So why'd he do this? It says all, all, all the Jews in danger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it says Ki Mordechai Loy, to him. that he saw that Mordechai wasn't bowing down to him. Sounds like Mordechai was bowing down, just not to him. It says he saw that Mordechai wasn't bowing down to him. Sounds like was he bound but he's bowing down to someone else. So I saw that when Muhammad would come, everyone would bow down, and Mordechai would bow down also. But he would do it in a way maybe he wouldn't do it in the direction of Haman, that he'd be bowing down to Hashem. So he'd blend with everyone else. So no, so Haman shouldn't realize. But he wouldn't be bowing down to Haman in the direction of Haman, he would maybe tilt himself away from Haman. But he'd make believe he was bowing down, but really he's bowing down to Hashem. But the people around Mordechai realized this. So he told this to Haman. So Haman looked. Bayar and he saw and he realized that Mordachai Karea Mishtaqaballahi. He saw that Mordechai wasn't bowing down to him. So then he got upset. So this is yeah. And then this adds is everything, right? So he wasn't bowing. The right. But the, so this answers everything. This answers why Mordecai did this and why he didn't. He put didn't put himself in danger because he may believe, but Haman realized this. Okay. So four minutes. I just want to jump a little. Like this. Oh yeah. <coughs> perm. It's called perm. Where where's the name perm come from? Four. That Haman when he wanted to decide which date to 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 uh, kill the to, to kill the Jews, he made a lottery. You know he made a girl, which is called a poor. So that's a cool problem. So two questions. First of all this a lottery, contrary to popular, it's total chance, right? Right. To win a lottery is chance. So how want to kill the Jews, so why didn't he just decide a date? Why do you have to make a lottery? He wasn't confident, he didn't have confidence to decide a date next Tuesday. Why do you have to make a lottery? The second question is, is why is this weird why is this part of the story that he made a lottery to decide when to kill the Jews? So, so such a focal point that we call the jump after the lottery. I don't, you know. So, now it used to be back in the days. I guess in the days, at least in the days of Milgalsaster and before that, people were connected to their mazalas. We're not familiar with it because we don't work. We work with this, but everyone has a mazel. Every nation has a mazel, and depending on your mazel, you could be—you could have more strength. You know, you could be better. You could be better off or worse off. You know, you could have more luck, more luck, that's what, better luck, or less luck. That's what a mazel is. humma knew this. So uh, now. Everyone it, knew about the Mazalis? Yeah, everyone knew about the Mazalis. Everyone knew about the Mazalis. It wasn't a Jewish thing. Everyone knew about the Mazalis. Although yeah. Ravino oh, looked at the Oh, yeah, we'll get there, that in a second. Oh, He, he could have children. So now, we'll get to that in a second. So, like this. If you want to pick a fight with someone, okay, there are two things you want to know. When's his mazal and when's your mazal? Because when his mazal is, he'll be strong, and when your mazal is, and it's not his mazal, he'll be weak. So you want to try to coordinate that to pick the fight at a good time. So Haman, this, lo- lo- this lottery that Haman drew, right, it wasn't just a lottery, it was a way of figuring out when the mazal would be. Okay? Now, the Jews at that point in time, we're at an extreme low. They lost, they were no, in, no, in Gallos, no, no, According to the calculations, they missed the time for the redemption because they made calculations and it passed. So, from the perception of a bystander, the Jews were at an extreme low. So, Hamad didn't have to cast any lots to figure out if they're doing bad because the Jews were doing bad. The only thing that Haman wanted to figure out Is when is his time in, the, time in the sunshine So if you look The Pasuk says In Pasuk Zayin um, It says he, he casted a lottery ha girl, This is the girl Lifne Haman, In front of Haman It's a weird thing Why do you say Lifne Haman, right? In front of Haman the answer is, because it's trying to say that this is the lottery to figure out when the Fnei to figure out when Haman has a good mazl. And this is why he cast that lottery to figure out when he's going to have a good mazl and good luck. Okay, And he figured it out. And you know what, sure enough, it turned out to be an ader, Haman had good luck. Now what happened? Where did he go wrong, right? Everything is perfection. come ader, he should win. The answer is, what about the Jews? So, like, Rabbi Yaakov pointed out, like, Avram Mavinu, Avram couldn't have children. He looked at the mazalas. Hashem said you can have children. He looked at the mazalas. He's like, Hashem, I look at the mazalas. All the mazalas, I have no luck. I can't have children. Hashem tells him, me, me Go out of the mazalas, meaning to say you're above the Mazal. The, Jew, the, the Jews, starting from Abraham and Vinu, we're above the ma- mazalites. We're not empowered by the mazalites. As it says, Ki <laughs> Hashem We're a Chelek of Hashem. We're connected to Hashem. Therefore, even though with the mazalites they may dictate certain things, as long as we're connected to Hashem, we trump anything that the mazalites say. <laughs> so therefore, Haman was right. The Jews were at a low and he found his mazal. However, once we did tshuva in the nasa purim we connected to that which trumps all the Mazalais, and therefore we were we we, we merited our salvation of yeshua so that's that was the nasa purim so that's why we point out the the lottery that the purim the lottery it was things. Were, it was directly bad at us. It was a bad time, the, the, a bad mazal, However, because we did tshuva, we were able to connect to the kikhel kashem and go above the mazalos and break everything else. <laughs>